You are now listening to Chakras and Shotguns. Welcome back to Chakras and Shotguns. It's our ninth episode, and I'm Mick. And I'm Jen. Welcome back. How you doing? I'm doing good. You know, I'm really happy that we were able to get out of the house this past Saturday. Yes. Um, we had a nice little double date with some friends. Went to a, a restaurant for the the first time in a, a COVID world. Um, so it was, it was nice to do something that we like to do. Um, and spend it with some friends. Yeah, that restaurant actually stopped doing food delivery. <laughs> it's, it's it's one of Jen's favorite restaurants. It's one of my faves. And um, so we um, were able to get down there. No kids. Oh, it was so nice to have like a nice meal that's not in a cardboard box or in like Tupperware. <laughs> Yes, it was nice. It was definitely nice. So, um, yeah, that was our little uh, our little toe dip back into the regular world. I'm yeah. keeping an eye on these variants, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They popping up. So we might be in and out. Yep. And yep, back yep. eating in and out. No, <laughs> <laughs> we don't eat in and out. We don't eat beef. Yes, yeah, a whole nother story. I might <laughs> maybe, maybe I'll tell that dream on. It was all a dream one time. Yes. It just like yeah, yeah. I, I won't. I won't spoil it. Um. So, yeah, why don't we um, jump into the breath work? Yes, yes. So I'm excited. Um, as we were preparing for this episode, I thought that it would be a good exercise to do something for my empaths out there. If you don't know what an empath is, it's someone who's um, very highly sensitive to other people's emotions and feelings. And I mean that in the sense that you can walk into a room and you immediately know if someone's sad, like you feel sad, you know, if someone's angry, like you start to feel a little keyed up. And, and for me, I have to constantly check in with myself and I'm like, wait, is this mine? Am I supposed to be holding this? Um, I remember this is a segue, but I remember in high school, I, <laughs> I woke up one morning and I was so sad. I was just so sad. And I was like, what is wrong with me? And I had just finished Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. And (laughs) Harry Potter's uh, goddad died. Spoiler from like 20 years ago. (laughs) Exactly. If you you still don't know that, my bad. (laughs) But I think I just, I like took on what that grief would feel like. Um, I since have I since call those book hangovers, but um, that's just an example. I have a friend who, if she sees someone like get hurt in a movie, like she feels it, like she can feel wherever that pain is located, like yeah. she can feel it in her body. Um, so I want to make sure that empaths know that you are only responsible for your emotions. Yeah, yeah. So what's funny is Jen and I actually both empaths. Um, but she's like super empath. I'm like regular, but she's like every little thing kind of affects her energy. So it's like yeah. we, we have a lot of the same remedies when it comes to like, you know, taking our, our Epsom salt baths to clear our energy and things like that. But um, she's just like 
beyond my my empath abilities. And I think you also have better boundaries than I do. So oh, we'll that. get in, we'll get into that as well. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. So um so yes. So without further ado, um please get comfortable. You can sit in a chair, lay down, do a handstand, I don't care. Do get comfortable and close your eyes and let's take a few deep cleansing breaths. So let's inhale through the nose. And exhale all of the air out through your mouth. Let's do that again. Inhale through your nose, expanding your belly. Hold at the top. And sigh it out through your mouth. Now let's seal our lips, close your mouth, inhale through your nose. And exhale through your nose. So now that we're aware of our breathing, I want you to envision a golden ball of light above your head. And I want this golden ball of light to expand and rain down over your body until you're shrouded in golden light. Let yourself feel the warmth of that light. Let yourself feel protected by that light. Because we don't want to be completely blocked off from others, but we do want to protect ourselves and our energy, I want you to envision that shroud of golden light turning into a golden net, almost like mesh. So where you can still feel others and still interact with others, but you're not completely blocked from others and the people around you. Continue to inhale and exhale deeply. Let's take one more inhale together. And exhale. And let's continue with the show. Oof. I really like that one. I, I'm i not sure if it's just because it's hot in this studio where we're recording, but I feel like I felt the warmth, you know, just kind of all over me. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Need to turn a fan on or something here. Um, It'll mess with the audio. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, let's, let's hop into our... Our main topic today. Yes, we are back on the chakras. We covered the first three chakras in episodes four through six. If you haven't listened to them yet, if you're jumping in, but you want to listen to the chakras in that order, shout out to Mama D. Um, <laughs> go back and listen to those. 
Um, if you're already caught up or you're ready to jump right in and you're feeling the love, let's uh, keep listening because we're moving on to the heart chakra, baby. All right. Getting into the heart. So the heart chakra is the main powerhouse of our energetic body. The most powerful energy that we have access to is love. And that love is coming um, from the heart chakra. Nice. It's located right in the middle of the body. As the name would suggest, the heart chakra is near your physical heart. It's associated with the color green. And it generates all of the emotional energy in the body. And it houses the motivation for our body and spirit. Definitely. Very, very important chakra. Uh, It's located again at the center. So it really serves as like a bridge. Um, We talked about how the first three chakras are kind of that primal energy. Uh, Well, it connects um, that primal energy to those higher chakras, which are, um, you know, all about our higher aspirations. Um, So it's, it's a bridge chakra. Uh, in Anatomy of the Spirit, I've talked about this book before. Mick's favorite book. Yeah, well, it's, it's definitely on the reading list. <laughs> um, Carolyn Miss, she kind of talks about um, how the heart chakra is where we let go and let God. And I'm, I know you guys have heard that um, that phrase a lot. Um, and it's you know kind of where we see the challenges and the pain that we face um, emotionally um, as being part of God's greater plan for our life. Um, so... You know, we talked in our last episode about how the solar plexus relates to our feelings about ourself uh, in relation to the world. So think about like your confidence and your self-esteem. The heart chakra has similar energy, but it's more so about how our internal world um, comes into contact with how we feel. So it's kind of how we respond to our own thoughts, ideas, and attitudes. Mm. Digging more into the energy of the heart and how it connects to your mind, as we as we mentioned, the heart connects to the emotions through compassion, affection, respect, and of course, love. So that's both the ability to give love and to receive love. Nice. I'm feeling, you know, a lot of love over here in this room right now. <laughs> okay. No? Okay. You're so sweet. So Let's talk a little bit about biology. So the heart chakra, it is related to the thymus gland, um, which kind of controls and regulates the immune system. I actually had to look into this one um, as we were getting ready for this episode because my first response was, what the hell is a thymus gland? And this took me all the way back. I felt like I went all the way back to like health class in ninth grade. So. Did you know, Nick, that the thymus gland is only active until puberty? Really? It's actually very large in children, and it produces all of your T cells, which are a special kind of white blood cells that help you fight off infections and virus. So so wait a second. Do I still have a thymus gland right now? Is it, is it still there? It's still there um, after puberty. It slowly shrinks and it's replaced by fat. So by the time you're 75, it's just fatty tissue. So like, you know, the piece that you leave on the plate at the barbecue. Oh, man. But um, don't freak out. All of the T cells that you're going to have are generated by puberty. Got it. Okay. 
Um, so let's talk a little bit about how we know when the heart chakra may have, you know, some imbalances might be off. Um, so physically, right, the heart chakra, it's related to um, the heart, obviously, being that it's right next to the heart. Um, also, the lungs, uh, which are, you know, in the same vicinity, um, the the circulatory system. So, you know, think high blood pressure, um, any types of ailments that may um, affect your circulatory system. Uh, and then things like autoimmune issues, right? We talked about how the thymus controls the immune system um, and the heart chakra is related to that. So just any of those uh, immune system issues um, that may arise uh, could be connected to your heart chakra. Real quick on that, on the immune system, and it just keeps coming up. And I think this is a really good opportunity for us to remind ourselves that we can't just flow through life and continue to be stressed by work. You know, I, I've i definitely talked a lot about, you know, how we respond to 21st century stress. Our body is responding to it as if we were a hunter and gatherer. Absolutely. Running away from a saber-toothed tiger. And, you know, we're like, well, this is just what I'm doing. Like, I feel, I guess I feel okay. And, you know, as we continue to talk about the heart chakra too, like stress and not dealing with your emotions and not taking care of yourself. Burying stuff. Yeah. It's, it's affecting your immune system. Wow. I mean, I think it's especially important right now. We're in a global pandemic. So having a healthy immune system, um, so processing a lot of these emotions, these stress, so that you can strengthen yourself, um, I think is super important right now. Right. And I think there are plenty of people who are like, I work out and I eat I eat well, but like mentally, spiritually, hot mess. Yeah. And, you know, I think we really discount how much of a factor all of this is. Absolutely. I think we're waking up to it. Yeah. I think that... Um, for as devastating as as COVID has been, you know, we've, you know, people that, you know, have lost their life to COVID. Um, I think on a larger scale, I've heard a lot from people kind of anecdotally when I have one-on-one check-ins that people are spending the time in kind of the quarantine isolation um, to really going within, spending time getting, getting in more of a connection with that energetic body that they have. Mm. Um finding time for meditation, things like mm-hmm. that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's all related. Um, the The more we can improve kind of our energetic hygiene, I think the better off we Ooh. will be as a uh, collective. Yes. All right. Um, so moving on from kind of the physical things, just kind of talking a little bit emotionally. Um, so if you are seeing some imbalances in the heart chakra, um, emotionally there, there could be just problems in relationships, um, holding grudges, the inability to really accept love and feel like you deserve to be loved um, and then selfishness. Mm. And if you have an imbalance, you're wondering, is it blocked? Is it wide open? Underactive indications are going to be, um, let's think the heart and circulatory system. So if your heart isn't as active or blocked, then things aren't flowing. Like the blood's not flowing. And usually you're holding, like you're holding on to something. So 
for instance, you're unable to forgive others and you're unable to move on from past experiences, you're probably having a lack of empathy or compassion for yourself or others. You're feeling numb. And you can be unforgiving, like I said. Overactive indications, too much energy is being distributed. You didn't bust your heart chakra wide open. You're giving everything away. So you're experiencing things like lack of discernment in relationships, poor boundaries, codependency. Um, And I wanted to talk a little bit about codependency because I hear that word a lot, but it's always kind of, for me at least, it's been hard to to really nail down what that looks like. I think people think both people in the relationship have to be codependent on each other. And sometimes it can look like that. And I think um, it pops up a lot with like addiction, Mm. Um, like the addict needs the other person and, and, you know, and the other person's like enabling, but it's, it's, it's really sneaky. And it has a lot to do with poor boundaries where you feel like you can't say no, that this person will abandon you Mm. um, and what that and what all of that looks like. So it's um, this this chakra is really interesting to me because I think a lot of people. Anytime they're having like some type of conflict in their life, it's usually interpersonal, like it's some type of relationship, family, romantic friendships. And it can play huge factors like childhood trauma can a lot of times present itself in your heart chakra because you're taught as a child how to respond to people, how to receive love, how to give love. Um, Can you say no? Are you allowed to do that? Is that not something that you're allowed to do? Were you abandoned a lot as a child? Um, So it's, it's really interesting. I feel like if... If no one listens to anything else that we say, like examine your heart chakra. Yeah. Spend some time doing that for sure. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about kind of your journey with the yes, heart chakra? My journey ongoing. The marathon continues. <laughs> 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 no, I think um I think women not to be sexist, but what I have found is that women, particularly women in the South, we're supposed to be polite, right? Um, and sometimes you can be in a dangerous situation, like rejecting men when you're out. Like you still have to be polite or make up, you know, I got a boyfriend or something like that. But we're constantly like, it is key that women are polite. It is key that women don't nag. And what that actually communicates is don't express your needs. Don't express your desires. Don't express your preferences. Don't say no. Be willing to help always. And what that can rear its head as is, um, here's an example from from work, um, not knowing where the line is between being a team player and doing other people's work. Like, what does that look like? Um, at one point, I had to kind of say to myself, so... Like, where is the line? Am I supposed to service the copy machine? Am I supposed to work in the cafeteria on break? Like, where where is the line? And being able to communicate that. And that was really tricky, I think, just because of office politics and office speak and what that looks like. Because being direct and honest is not always received well in an office setting. 
um, and particularly from women. Um, in personal relationships, it can look like you're, again, over-indicating. You're giving everything away, right? You're giving and giving and giving and you're showing up and you're doing for everybody. And you always come through for me and I need for you to do this. And you're not being honest with yourself as to how much energy do you have? If I do this next thing for you, I might literally collapse. So I need to tell you no. And being able to, I think the real work is one, people not respecting that boundary. Because I think that was hard for me. It was like, I told you no. And I was direct and I was honest. And I said, hey, I can't do this thing for you. And you didn't like that. Yeah. I feel like that's caused some some conflict for you. Yes. Um, and being, um, saying like, that's not, <sighs> you have to enforce your boundaries. The, again, the work is yours. And I think you have to parse out what am I emotionally responsible for? So just being able to say no is not going to be like the abracadabra and some and, and and it might work. Someone might be like, oh, well, well, I'm glad you communicated that with me and you set that boundary. And now I know other times, especially if these are people who you've been in ongoing relationship with, they they might not like that. Yeah, it's they, like a, it comes out of nowhere, right? Like, it, yes. Well, you don't. Well, you don't express your needs and desires. So why? I don't like this. Mm-hmm. What I like is I ask you to do something and you do it. Yeah. Um, and so that you kind of flip the script, literally, like how you're how you guys interact and what what goes on between you. You've gone completely off script. And so that might not be received well, which I think was really frustrating because it was like, you don't know how hard it was for me to tell you no. And for you <laughs> for you to like poo on that. Now we got to have a whole like back and forth. And I don't really want to have to do that work. Because usually people with poor boundaries also don't really enjoy conflict. So like even doing this, knowing that it could potentially open the door for conflict, it was already anxiety inducing. Like we already don't want to be here. Okay. So like, I really just need you to respect this boundary. And so then you have to kind of double down. And so sometimes the real work is like continuing to police those boundaries and saying like, hey, I told you, I don't like that. Yeah. I don't want to do that. Um, I'm not being selfish. I'm mm-hmm. telling you my need and my desire. Yeah. And then also communicating that. And if it's not received, being like, okay, well, since I'm telling you what I need and you're not willing to to do that for me as my friend, as my parent, as my spouse, then, I mean, spouse is a little harder, harder of a conversation, but... <sighs> But, you know, it might be time to take a little take yeah. a step back from that from that um, from that relationship. Got it. Well, thanks, thanks for sharing that. Um, I just want to take a, a couple seconds and um, address the fellas. Um, I think a lot of us, you know, have had to close off our heart chakra because we've been conditioned into that. Um, there's. Plenty of, you know, essays and anecdotes and stuff out there on the Internet talking about just like the limited emotional range that particularly American men um, are allowed to kind of display. Right. So I think, you know, as American men, we're really kind of conditioned to only kind of display uh, a couple of emotions. Um, You know, we're allowed to kind of be content, um, but not like, you know, too happy or out there. Um, and we're allowed to show anger. 
Um, but there's not really a lot of range to the emotions that we are allowed to kind of express um, through our through our heart chakra, right? And I think, you know, for me, I I fell into that that same kind of boat, right? Um, I think it's generational. Um, you know, the the men older in my family, you know, never saw them cry, never really expressed any emotions outside of again when I said kind of contentment and anger. And so, you know, that's what's put into to me as a as a young young man. And so um I think that really didn't change for me um until the the birth of our daughters. Um and I think them being girls in particular um was important for my development. I think um if I'd had a son, I may have kind of had the same pattern that I saw from grandfather, father down to me, um, where you kind of enforcing this, like no emotion, you know, you gotta be tough, you know, no type of no crying, you know, like that, that whole like kind of idea, but like having a girl, um, I think for a dad is different. I think it just kind of softened me, uh, overall and helped me to, um, open up my heart chakra in a lot of ways. And I have two girls. So, uh, it's kind of like doubled, um, in that regard. Um, but I think it's a little bit unfortunate that it had to play out that way, right? Like why, why aren't there other ways or, or, you know, for, for men to kind of open themselves up emotionally. Right. And, and, and I, and I get it. Like, we don't want to be seen as weak and, you know, you want to attract women, um, by being, um, by being strong and having that, that like hard shell, um, so it's 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 tough. It's it's not really. I don't think I have a good solution for it, because um, it's more of a like large larger scale issue than just like me. Yeah, I mean, when you think of the word vulnerable from a preparedness perspective, that's what you don't want to be, right? For sure. Um, but you can't get to true true intimacy without a certain amount of vulnerability like you literally can't get close to someone without them being vulnerable right yeah um i think i think you hear that term like emotionally unavailable right mm-hmm. and for a long time i didn't really understand like what does that mean like when they're, 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 they're women who are having a lot of commentary about these men who are emotionally unavailable i was like i don't i don't really understand i don't get it um but i think as we started to kind of dive into some of these topics it's becoming a lot more clear that like, yeah. you know, as men, we kind of have our heart chakras completely blocked off. I don't know if you caught this um, on Love Island the other night. Okay. <laughs> and we watch along with the UK. Okay. Yeah. Shout we said out that to before. the VPN. We said that. We said that. We said that. Yeah, no, before. I mean like. Oh, 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 you mean we're live with it. Yeah. We're not yes. watching on, on Hulu for sure. For no, sure. We get that VPN going. Okay. Don't be telling everybody, you know, what we're doing. Over there. <laughs> <laughs> but um, Aaron was talking to Lucinda. Mm-hmm. And he was saying how he doesn't, he usually doesn't tell a girl, a young lady, how he's feeling. It takes him a while to open up. And he said, he usually tells them, yeah, I'm a fan. Yeah. What the hell is that? Yeah, I'm a fan. That's what we're, that's how we're told to be. We, we can't give too much. We got to be, you know, swaggerful. We got to, you know, be smooth with it. We can't be completely out there and open. That's kind of, you know, how, how we've been conditioned to be. So, I mean, yeah. I get it. And we've had conversations about this, too, that um, as much as we will talk about, you know, 
problems with heteronormative culture or like toxic masculinity and all of these things, it's men and women have a part to play in that. And so I think it's in all of our interest to examine our heart chakras, see where see where we are and see how we can in relationships, platonic or romantic, be open enough to facilitate like true intimacy with people. Yeah, I think I give you a lot of credit for providing the space to allow me to express myself emotionally. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if every man has the same latitude in their relationship. Mm. So I think, yeah, I know plenty of women who are like, I want a man. And like, you know, when you kind of yeah. dig deeper into what that looks like, um, do you want a fully expressed man? Mm-hmm. I think you have to ask yourself that question. Yeah. Yeah, I think we have to, and every man has to do this for himself, but like examine what manhood means for them mm-hmm. and kind of see if your definition that you had when you were 18, 19, 20 is the same one that you have today. Because mm-hmm. for me, it's different, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Mm. It's deep stuff. The other thing I wanted to say is, in addition to like on our on ourselves and like opening ourselves up or figuring out where we might need to um opening ourselves up but also where we might need to not close yourself off but boundaries and i say boundaries and not like brick walls right like here's the line but i'm not completely like building the gray wall of china and blocking you all the way out right um so figuring out what that looks like, not only for yourself so you can be better intimate with people, but also like we need to be thinking about our children. And for instance, if you're completely blocked off, like we said, you're um, underactive, you're completely blocked off and you are unable to give love. Well, now you're raising a child who may grow up to be unable to receive love because they don't really have a good idea of what that looks like. Um, Or maybe they have an overactive heart chakra and they don't really have a discernment and they're kind of just looking for, looking for love where they can get it. And they're not fully discerning what love should look like. And they're not, they're ignoring the red flags in, in all types of relationships. Um, so I feel like this one really has can really have a profound impact on parenting, too, um, because you're what you're displaying to them. It really shapes what's normal to them. One other thing I wanted to say for the mothers in particular who give and give and give and give and give until they just run themselves raggedy. And it might not necessarily be a boundary issue. Um, but you're trying to make sure that everyone's taken care of and everyone feels loved and everyone feels nurtured and you're putting yourself last that, you know, you're saying like, oh, I have so much love. I love everyone. I have so much love to give. But are you giving yourself time and loving yourself and taking care of yourself? And that can apply to everybody. But I we typically see that with mothers like feeling guilt about taking time for themselves. So. I wanted to say that as well. Awesome. 
So let's talk a little bit about how your heart chakra can get back in balance. I think um, starting off first, uh, crystals. So for the heart chakra, you want to look for green or pink stones um, to help get that heart chakra back in balance. Um, So a few that I wanted to mention. So green aventurine. It's an awesome green crystal. Uh, as well as rose quartz, which is pink, um, and then malachite, which is another green crystal. I love rose quartz. It's so pretty. Yoga. Jen's back with the yoga. Backbends. Um, and I think when we hear backbends, people think they have to be like bendy windy and like, you know, auditioning for a circus. But really, a great backbend that you can do that's like super easy is just like, Standing up straight, your feet like hip, hips width distance apart. Take your hands and like put them on the small of your back just to protect your low back. And just like arch your back backwards. Like, you know, you're just taking a deep stretch. Like you've been sitting at your desk and you're just, you know, stretching out your back. And what it is, is you're you're pushing your heart chakra to the sky. It'd be great to do this outside. Work on that solar plexus. Barefoot, root. So um, that's a great one. If you're a little bit more advanced in yoga, you can also look into a lot of different other back bends, wheel, fish, bridge. There's a lot of different um, back bends in yoga, of course. But I definitely wanted to do something that was a little bit more gentle, especially since we've all been inside and everybody ain't been working out. Good, good. I like that. All right. So let's do a, a couple of affirmations for the heart chakra. So I am worthy of love. I live in balance with others. That balance there is key, right? We talked about making sure you're not too open, having boundaries, but still allowing folks in. So I live in balance with others. Uh, I forgive myself and I forgive others. Mm. Uh, you can also connect with the element air, just getting out into some some fresh air. Um, I think, you know, we can combine that with grounding, right? That helps to uh, get you in in, in uh alignment with your root chakra Mm -hmm. um and then um yeah i think those are those are the the key ones there and even though mick said the element is air you can also release things that you might be holding especially if you feel like your heart chakra is blocked by doing a fire ceremony so um this can be writing down things that you want to release like just a list it can be writing a letter to your self in the past, you know, talking to yourself as a child for something that may have happened to you and, and, and loving on that child. And you can burn that and try and release that trauma there. You can write a letter to someone who also has hurt you and burn that and release that. And just your, the, the, the essence of the exercise is, releasing things that we might be holding on to that are preventing us from loving ourselves or loving others. Parting words on the heart chakra. I I just love I I I love the chakra. I love that we were getting into this and I feel like it's inspired me to even love on my heart chakra a little bit more and remember that like for me, boundaries are not just like something I need to do to, you know, be protective of my time or my space, but it's also like something for my spiritual wellness, which contributes to my overall wellness and keeps me happy and healthy. So love on yourself, love on others. And um, yeah, 
All right. So hopefully everybody can take some time and try to get their heart chakra in balance. Before we go, we did have another segment that we wanted to do. This is installment two of Shit Happens. Um, So really quickly, just wanted to tell you guys about a great app that I think can help you in preparedness. Um, We talked um, a couple of episodes ago about having food on hand um, that, you know, you can have in the event of an emergency. And so there's a really cool app that a friend of mine told me about. It is called Pantry Check. You can find that in the app store. What's really great about this app is it has a barcode scanner. So you can scan in um, all of your canned goods, for example, and then you would type in the expiration date for those uh, and it will alert you when things are approaching their expiration date. Um, And so that that can help you to kind of rotate things in um, and making sure you're getting things to the the food pantry that, you know, like we mentioned uh, before they expire um, and just making sure that your overall uh, pantry you know what's in it uh, and it's well stocked and the food is still um, before it expires. So I think it's a really cool handy app. Neat. I love it. So as always, as we close out, if you have a question, if you have a dream, if you just want to tell us how much you love the show, please email us at chakrasandshotguns at gmail.com. And definitely check out the show notes where we give you more information on things that we talked about. And yeah, yeah. hope you enjoyed it. Yes. And remember to leave us a review uh, and check us out on Facebook and Instagram. We love you guys and hope you have a great day. Namaste. Namaste.